Hello, comrades. You're listening to Kyle's Communist Podcast. My name is Kyle, and welcome back to the show. I haven't been here for a couple weeks. I've uh, been recovering from kind of all this chaos online, sorting out our patriotic socialist movements. We've got uh, MAGA communists running amok on the internet and in real life and abroad at that rate. We'll talk about that a little bit later. And finally, we got the back to school season happening. We've got a lot of people going uh, to university, to classes, all these things this season. So our server is in a little bit of that sleepy period we're about to launch out of that as we get into October just around the corner we are kicking off a really big month for us this is going to be the celebration of the great October socialist revolution it is a uh, a book club event we're hosting from October 2nd the whole way through till November 11th where we are reading a chapter of Lenin's The State and Revolution every week uh, that is the first week of October through what will effectively be almost the second week of November there we're doing this for a, a couple reasons that I want to highlight. One, the audience has been clamoring for this book, and it's a really, really great one for people to read. Uh, not to mention, we've been reading a lot around it over the past couple months now, at least over the entirety of the summer. We've been reading a lot of works from Lenin leading up to this one. For those that don't know, The State and Revolution was written uh, in August and September of 1917, what did I just say a second ago about the great October Socialist Revolution coming up right around the corner, technically celebrated on November 7th, which was then October on the older calendar. So I hope you can see right here, we're kind of doing this all as like a big icing on the cake, a big celebration, a big chance to get the audience who's been wanting to read this book to sit down, to read it with us together, have it be somewhat timely and impactful that that this is a this is when the momentum for the, the 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 Bolshevik Revolution. This is when it was happening at this season, this time of year. I think that's going to be a very good experience for people. I really hope if you consider joining the book club before, I hope you will join us for this again, October second through November eleventh. We will do one chapter a week. They seem to be about fifty minutes in audiobook form. We are going to host each chapter twice per week. One chapter a week, two of that section per week. Monday at 9 p.m. Eastern Time, New York City Time, and Saturday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time. Again, that's New York City Time. So if you want to pu pump that into your phone and get your local time zones and all that, it is 9 in the evening on Monday nights, New York, and 2 in the afternoon, New York. So do that. Make your way there. Get in the Discord server. There'll be links for it everywhere. You can go straight up to kylecommunist.com and grab it through the uh, Discord link in the header up in the navigation bar somewhere there. Also, there's a Discord button right on the homepage. There's a book club tab on the homepage. We're building out something called our book club study hub, which is going to be a place that we have a lot of annotated notes. We have some summaries in there. One little cool thing about using uh, artificial intelligence these days, if we want to even call it that, but sort of this machine learning tech we've got is pumping these documents in and then asking it to generate us quizzes to go along. That has been really, really cool. That has been fun for me to do as I'm kind of creating this study hub is I'll read a chapter, then I'll feed it to the bot and say, hey, could you give me 10 multiple choice questions or five multiple choice questions from this section? And you know, I'll, I'll make do with that. I'll figure something. And it's just been awesome. That's really cool, really small, really neat thing. I really, really digging that. But anyway, you can see we're trying to incorporate different techniques, the people getting together and actually engaging with this material. The lack of engaging with this material is going to underscore this episode, or at least maybe this next 
story. I'm trying to think if I left you any loose ends on that. If you've got questions about our great October Revolution Month, reading State and Revolution, please feel free to ask questions. I'm on Instagram at Kyle Communist. The Discord server is where that will be held, so that's open to ask questions. Be a member, join, get involved, even if it's not with our book club. Make sure you're getting involved somewhere. And please make sure theory is on your weekly diet of material to consume. Because moving into the next story, I want to talk a little bit more about Midwestern Marx very briefly. If you listen to my past couple, you know uh, that there is an ongoing concern with the account called Midwestern Marx, specifically its lead voice, Eddie. Now, I, I personally don't have a gripe against the guy. I've never talked to him, and I hope I never personally have the displeasure to do so. I just am not interested. <laughs> I could care less. Uh, he's not sort of someone that I ever have on my list to meet. And the reason why that is, is the lack of Marxist education under his belt for having such a prestigious platform. Um, specifically, we want to talk about the audience's lack of information and the gullibility that comes along with defending people you think knows more. Now, this isn't going to be an insult to my audience. I know you out there are already engaging with different sources, not just Midwestern Marks. But if you listen to my past couple episodes, what we're really talking about here are patriotic socialists. You may know these people uh, as t termed as MAGA communists, to which Eddie is not firmly a MAGA communist, but we know our other people out there, Infrared Hawes, he is the, the king of MAGA communists. He, funny enough, uses words like king and um, sultan and all these other very old, very aristocratic-y and, 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 and uh, backwards words, things that we as, as Marxists are not marching towards. We're marching towards democracy for everyone, not some weird preserved variant of the aristocracy within the communist clique. I, I, I don't even know what they want. Actually, I do, because here, I have this great quote for you from Lenin. This is from War and Revolution, I want to say. Let me double check on that one. Yes. The world's social patriots think they are defending their country. They are mistaken. They are defending the interests of one band of capitalists against another. We preach proletarian revolution, the only true cause for which scores of people have gone to the scaffold and hundreds and thousands have been thrown into prison. These imprisoned socialists are a minority, but the working class is for them. The whole course of economic development is for them. All this tells us that there is no other way out. The only way to end this war is by a workers' revolution in several countries. In the meantime, we should make preparations for that. We should assist it. And again, that comes from Lenin's War and Revolution, a personal sort of favorite read of mine. There's a lot more to those quotes. Uh, there's a couple I really want to dive deep on. This is up on my Instagram account if you just want to see. These are uh, just a handful, maybe five or six pull quotes. He starts off by saying, the world's social patriots think they are defending their country. They are mistaken. They are defending the interests of one band of capitalists against another. Well, okay. I mean, this, I don't want to get too deep for the people that already know the Pat Sock conversation by heart. So if you haven't listened to that last episode, go do it. Take a listen. If you've got questions that are standing out, send them to me. We'll take them in the next. But let's talk. So you're an American communist. 
Can you defend America? <laughs> absolutely not. I mean, this is a basic level question. Like, absolutely not. It doesn't even take hard critical thinking to get this. What was America founded upon? Stolen land and killing indigenous people. Okay, great. So we know the country's core, the reason it was founded was to exploit, murder, and steal. Yeah, yeah, literally, it was to make money, right? These were, these were charters given by the king of England to different groups that came over to the Americas, settled this land. And by the way, I'm just talking about North America for a second. I should be specific. We got France that goes into Canada, what is now Canada. We have Spain going into Florida and further south, right? It's a multi-pronged approach of everyone trying to take big swaths of land. Again, what did I just say? Stealing and genociding. So can we save the United States of America? Well, it was founded upon all that, right? Well, it was founded upon a bourgeois revolution, right? I mean, come on, the most progressive le revolution in the world. And even Lenin and other people, you know, make comment about how there was an American revolution. It was advantageous. Yeah, for then, for the 1700s, which we are now well past. And the fact that we've become the most imperialist power preventing any movement towards communism around the world, no, no, we cannot be pro-America, pro, -America, pro uh, the ridiculousness of what this country stands for. Now, there are people here which should be honored. There are heroes of our past that have been killed in the efforts of making these socialist or workers revolutions. There are indigenous peoples here that fought and died. There are slave rebellion leaders who fought and died. I'm just saying there is a rich, rich, rich history of labor leaders, of people that deserve statues, respect, or other sort of um, recognition or made part of the fabric of some modern American dream, right? There are people who were murdered, lynched, killed, etc., tortured, etc., etc., etc. There are so many, and yet they are ignored. And this all comes back around because as we're talking about MAGA communism, as we're talking about people like Haas, as we're talking about people like Midwestern Marx, all of their answers about America is, yes, we can save it. Yes, there's pride. Yes, yes, yes. And their idea is not to rehabilitate these older labor leaders. These, they're not trying to dig into the, the genuine sorrowful stories of this country. Instead, their goal is to whitewash elements of the modern political system to make it palatable to those who consider themselves progressive communists. Their job is to distort Marxist language and that way slowly and especially subtly move people towards the right. Now, Haas is very open about his extremist views. I mean, he is a communist exclusively in word. There is not a communist fleck on that man's body aside from the words. He is, I'm looking at a picture someone sent to me today, him dressed up at some Ren Fair, calling himself Haas the Sultan of Cruel. He says, quote, we do not find gems, we conquer them. I mean, this guy is literally, and when I say LARPing, I mean live action role playing. He is physically dressing up in this case and role playing as a sort of uh, raider, I guess. You know, I, I don't want to actually say where he's from. I don't know exactly. It sort of looks like almost a Mongolian looking hat. Um, I, I don't know his actual garb and where it's from. But the point is, this guy on his Twitter account just today, borrowing back to the past, you tried to steal these very... A conqueror type ideas, even saying we conquer people. We don't we don't find gems out there. We conquer them with a dagger emoji at the end. Oh, my. Now, the problem is, look, 
This guy has 100 times, 1,000 times the reach I do. That's why I'm sitting around talking about these people is because somebody needs to. I know there are other people. I am not exclusively the only voice. Thank goodness. Because again, I can't emphasize enough, people like him are getting thousands of times more viewership than actual learned Marxists. Now, there is an easy explanation as to why this is. When you're preaching hatred, bigotry, and sort of steal their land, kill the people sort of stuff, you don't have to teach nuance. There's no teaching your audience to be more respectful. There's no making sure people are playing nice with one another. No, this is a dog-eat-dog world, right? First to the top wins. You're, you didn't make it. You're too weak. That's your fault. You're a pansy. You need to whatever, 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 right? I just, you probably know that listener out there, but I just, I need to say that for the, my own sake and hearing it that we see these sort of trolls that follow him run around and, and try and gaslight other streamers, attack other uh, creators. I mean, they even attack the whole CPUSA, um, but their whole goal is to go around and like make fun of people, just to bully, not about Marxism, just literally to harass people, taking pictures of their profile pictures, you know, making all kinds of distortions to them, calling them ugly, fat, you know, other more offensive terms with questionable words, if you know what I'm talking about, other slurs at them. Uh, the point is, we just need to get rid of this trash. Is it the end of the world? Is it going to destroy the communist movement? No. Is it slowing us down? Yes. We are losing good comrades every single day to losers like this. And I really want to emphasize the word losers. These are abject dropouts. These are people who this is their peak. This is their absolute best is to charade on the Internet, collect $5,000 a month on streamer income on Twitch and run around telling us what the communist movement is while telling us we don't know. To them, the communist movement is anti-gay, anti-Jew, anti-black, anti-trans, you know, name it. That is the communist movement to them. For all of us here who have read a book, we understand these are the same talking points that Nazis did. Let's not forget that there were tons of minority groups that supported Nazis when they first came around. Tons is too far of a word. Let's retract that. There were minority groups that supported the Nazis when they came about, specifically looking into even the leadership of them, where there were gay people in the SS at the time thinking, oh, National Socialist, this is a, a labor movement that we can get behind that's the point. They're trying to trick people. They're trying to steal the momentum of leftist progressive workers movements. They try and steal that, commandeer that ship and move it to the right. So again, what happened in Germany, you had gay people join into the early versions, early ranks, the SS sort of leadership positions. They were exterminated themselves. The next click in hindsight, I mean, being honest, them getting so close to Nazism, I'm not trying to say they didn't deserve it, right? Like you, you, you put your hand in the mouth of the beast. You don't get to be shocked when it bites your hand off, right? Everyone who flirts with fascists is knowingly sacrificing their own life. Just if you don't know it, then that's your ignorance, right? I mean, just read a book. Every time people deal with fascists all throughout history, you look at Spain and their revolution. We can look at so many countries. We can look at Stalin's decisions and working with, with fascism and trying to just be uh, proximal around. And if we look at all these different people who tried to sort of play nicely with it and then so-called got shocked when it came back and bit them in the face, why? Why? I mean, we, we in the modern era do not get that type of latitude. We don't get that forgiveness as to 
all these screw-ups from the past. That's the point. We're reading, we're learning, we're implementing. So we're bringing the mistakes of the past, we're fixing them, and we're, we're not repeating that in the future. So again, why are we on this topic today? We're talking about Haas. He's posting silly photos today. Well, really, I wanted to come back around to this because I never felt like I gave it the final cap that it needed. There was going to be more. We had, I was talking about Fine Art Revolution in a past episode. That situation did not dull out. It did not end nicely. Um, they wound up rejoining my Discord server in the middle of a book club trying to cause trouble. Then, after they were banned on that account, they had a secondary account, a friend of theirs that had, quote, known them for years, join the server two days later and go back into, like, old chats that had well-flown past, well, you know, kind of up high, high up in the Discord. And they were going and looking for those messages and trying to make a fight out of it. And it... I... I, 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 I was gonna include some of the messages that I had sent them. I recorded some voice messages for the Discord server. I was thinking about putting them into here. But it really, at the end of it, just didn't think it was worth subjecting all of you to the stress of it. The moral of the story comes down to this, and I stand by it time and time again. While these people are out there supporting people like Hawes, while they're out there supporting people like Midwestern Marks, our real valid comrades are dying. They're, meaning they're, again, I, I reference back, we've got people carving swastikas into their guns and going and shooting black people in grocery stores in the United States. We have uh, people dressed up with all black. They've got swastikas on their clothing, whatever you can see. They've got flags. They're waving it. You know, all these phrases about we're going to exterminate the Jewish people, blah, 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 blah. It's everywhere. I mean, it's so palpable. It's hard to ignore in this country. I mean, I live in an area where we have a bunch of white power signs up uh, in, not too far from here. And when I say signs, I do not mean paper signs. I mean electric billboards. I don't know about you, but I cannot afford an electric billboard. So, and anyway, anyway, I think you maybe understand where I'm going there. There is a problem with the state of the United States right now. There always has been, back to its inception, but in its newest incarnation, no shocker, it is very pro-fascist. There are groups out there that argue that's not the correct terminology. I warned that those people who are arguing what is fascism may find themselves drowning in fascism before they actually get around to fighting it. So be careful for everyone out there, myself included. This warning is for all of us as a reminder analysis is great we absolutely must have it but please don't analyze too long please do not sit there and analyze it as the knife is penetrating your chest just one inch deeper oh wow this isn't fascism two inches deeper maybe it's fascism three inches deeper oh now that this blade is wedged in me well now this is fascism oops Please don't be that person. I hope that makes sense to you. I, I just, I see it all over the place. And, and the thing is, I understand that Marxist, there is a technical definition between the terms Bonapartism and fascism. We recently even had a person leave our server over this where he wanted to prove that what we're seeing is not fascism, but instead something else. And, and I'm all in. I love this argument. Like, I, I'm, I'm actually wanting to learn. I'm, I'm crying out for evidence. Like, if this isn't fascism, what specifically is it? 
you know, prove it. Like I, I'm not infallible. I may very well be wrong. Maybe I need to teach my audience, the, the people on the podcast, the stream and all this. Maybe I need to correct my language. But what worried me is this guy left the server instead of addressing any of those points. And we were not having any kind of argument. And this, this, is, this is separate to the fine art revolution case, just to make that clear, that this person was a, a moderator even of our server for a while. And, and he wanted to bring this conversation up and have it. And then upon people asking him, he just abandoned ship. So I, I, we're still here scratching our heads onto what, what happened with that case of the moderator. But I really wish if he had a good story or good evidence, it would be helpful. His only thing he had to prove his case, which was the flimsiest of evidence, was to point back to a 2017 IMT article that was specifically like an, an article addressing the time. It was a snapshot is what it was meant to be. It was written May 2017. Trump had just gotten into office by like three months or something. Maybe not even that at that stage. This author um, pens a really quick article about, hey, here's fascism, why it's not a threat in the modern age. Here's where we actually stand. This is the real situation. We should be thinking about these things. And um, yeah, at the end of it, it just stays as sort of a, a fluff, not a fluff piece, but it's, it's a quick analysis. It's not meant to be some etched in stone, immobile, never going to change article quite the opposite and so to, to, to lose a good moderator over that seems quite silly to me especially when we're looking at these groups again i mentioned people like haas who are really promoting and creating these clicks of cool i mean really attracting young men to their their movements telling them yeah you don't like the capitalist system join us yeah we hate gay people too we hate these people too we hate trans people too and that's how they're luring them in now we're going to get to Eddie with Midwestern Marks here in just a second, because this is where the segue begins. The concept that these guys are perpetuating, the way they're roping in a lot of these young guys, and the way they then go and attack us as communists is to say, well, you as communists, you support LGBT people? Ew, how could you? You don't know anything about communism. No real communist would support LGBT people. No, no real communist. You have an ahistorical view. You don't understand Engels. You don't understand Hegel. They start pulling out all these words that I don't think they understand. These are memorized buzzwords and even small concepts that have been memorized just like you did back in ninth grade when you were in school and you had that test coming up and you had to memorize some mathematical convoluted thing that you've never used since these guys are doing exactly that when it comes to marxism that is to say they have peeled tiny little digestible snippets off and they've memorized those so when confronted they can kind of throw these little chips out being like look i know a thing i know a thing i know a thing the problem is all of these are disconnected and as such mean really nothing. So to any real Marxist, we look at it like a declaration of absurdity. These are people that clearly don't understand what they're talking about, just screaming catchphrases. And this is why in my last episode, it was all about no more LARPing. Not to say you can't reenact something, although I really question if that's a good space for you to spend money on in this day and age. Also, I highly question the people that reenactors choose to associate with, but more importantly, is no more LARPing means stop pretending to be a communist if you're not going to do the basic work. Because it isn't hard work, that's the thing. We aren't, I'm not here saying, gatekeeper, get out, you don't deserve to be in. 
No, I'm just saying you can't get in the pool until you learn how to swim. Like I need to know you can swim before you jump into the deep end. If I let you jump into the deep end while I know you don't know how to swim, am I not guilty of some form of assisted manslaughter? I mean, I just let you kill yourself. Should I allow you to jump in to the deep end of being a communist? I mean, it's not, it's not my, I don't even get to give you permission anyway. I'm just throwing this out there that, that like when we're looking at these people, when we're having this conversation, where we're saying no more LARPers, it's not to say don't be a communist. It's just to say be a real communist. Engage with some theory. Ignore Midwestern Marx, ignore Haas, ignore all these charlatans who are trying to get you to sign up for their monthly program and be part of their fake click and cult. Ignore that. Read the real material. Lenin is dead. He doesn't get royalties from you buying his books. You don't even need to buy them. They're free. Unlike all these other losers telling you to go buy books, they're free. I don't like digital books. Well, I'm sorry you don't live in 1920. I'm sorry, you missed out. You weren't born in 1917. You live in 2022, you do, 2023, whatever the hell year it is. You don't like books, I'm sorry. Doesn't change my life. They're still free online. Stop buying them through their affiliate links. Stop buying them from their shops. Stop giving charlatans your money. Because guess what? Inadvertently, and we've all done this at some point in our life, Inadvertently, when we're backing these charlatans, we are funding anti-communism. We are funding the arrow to the knee that will stop us from being an adventurer. There you go. They're out to Derek. There's your Skyrim reference today. Seriously, if we are giving money to people who are knowingly misleading the communist movement, which again, Haas, Midwestern Marx, they are. If you give them money, you yourself are misleading the communist movement. That's how that works. You're giving them money. You're funding them. You're making their train go. So what did Midwestern Marx do again? What's, what's all this? You've talked about how they're trying to undermine communism. They're, they're trying to confuse people. They're pushing these really nasty ideas about anti-LGBT stuff. And that scares away good, real comrades that want to sign up and be communists. They, they see these people online with their 10,000 followers, their thousands of support, you know, $5,000 in subscriptions on Twitch a month. And they say, oh God, these are the leaders of the communist movement. Well, they don't like me. They already post stuff saying, oh, LGBT people, they're trying to pervert your kids. They're saying the same stuff the actual conservative Republican full-on neo-Nazi supporters are saying. They're saying the same thing that DeSantis is saying. Rob DeSantis being our Florida governor who is very friendly with the fascists in his state. Very, very friendly. They often go around with his flags cheering and chanting and he refuses to distance himself from them. So again, if these guys, these communist leaders, air quotes, if they are the ones who are getting the attention, if they are the ones who are propagating these ideas that, oh, all these minority groups are out to get us, if they're repeating these neo-fascist phrases, Kyle, what beyond that do you have to add? Isn't that the end-all be-all? Well, honestly, actually, setting it up like that, this, this next piece does not blow the lid off of it. But uh, it is really relevant. It's why I even sat down to record the episode. It is that when you consider, this is so silly, Midwestern Marks got a lot of flack a few weeks ago. He is a Marxist-y, I mean, he isn't himself a Marxist, but he is a Marxist 
self-appointed Marxist broadcaster who apparently talks about all these Marxist ideas in a very fallible way. He gets up there and tells people, uh, look, this guy who's singing Richmond, north of Richmond, he, I'm going to start interviewing him. I'm going to have him on. This is what we need. We need these guys who are country singers, even though they're not good. We need them to be our salvation. He did not use the word salvation, I hope, but I am using the word. I'm putting that word in his mouth because that is what his audience got out of it was <gasps> Midwestern Marks, this podcaster, streamer, whatever he is, Twitter personality is endorsing this country singer who sings Richmond North of Richmond, which is apparently the song of the people. It is a song that awakens the working class. It tells them their problems are rich men. Oh, it also at the same time blames people who are on welfare programs. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait. It actually does uh, have that sort of dog whistle in there, doesn't it? Maybe even a couple more. I'd have to go back and re-listen. It's been a good three or four weeks. So, oops. Wait, wait, wait. So, Midwestern Marks, personality on Twitter, is promoting a singer, telling people that we need more people like this who are making music of the working class, and this music of the working class, it, it is that because it blames some rich people for the working class's problems. While, what was that second part again? Oh, 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 blaming people who are struggling financially. Oh, well, wait, is this a song of the working class? Or is this a song that's made to deceive the working class? Because I know what I call it what I just said. It's a song meant to deceive the working class. Now, what do all the people that follow Midwestern Marks call it? Well, again, they seem to think this is their salvation. So much so that they came at me in droves two weeks ago, three weeks ago, whatever it's been now, throwing themselves at me. You're wrong, Midwestern Marks, you're wrong. Now, my problem wasn't even this stupid song, right? My problem, if you remember back to that episode, was that Midwestern Marks has staked his credibility as a Marxist on his friend on Inst on Twitter who posts very transphobic content. Stuff like posting pictures of Nazis dressed in, as, in women's clothing and saying, look, these are trans people. This is what trans, this is the trans agenda. So again, full bullet to the back of the head style, evil promotion, genocidal dehumanization stuff, right? N not just like, oh, he misunderstands trans people. No, 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 this guy's stoking a violent wave against. Now, he's a small nobody. I'm talking Midwestern Mark's friend. His name's like Shigu or something. It's, um, I don't even remember. I've never followed this guy. I only saw him in passing. But I saw enough of his tweets in that passing. I read through. Um, Socialism for All has that great video. It's titled No More Pat Socks. It's uh, Lenin's work on the Red Army Contingents, I think is what it's called. Uh, off the top of my head, it's right up on Socialism for All's YouTube page. You don't have to look very hard for it. Remember, YouTube has a search button, so please utilize that at your leisure. Search No More Pat Socks Socialism for All, and you will find that video readily. It's up in his recent uploads, too, just by maybe a month now. Not hard to find. It starts with a 12-minute speech or 12-minute read by Lenin, and then the next 12 minutes dissect Midwestern Marks. <laughs> Before I go far into any of that, though, the reason we're all bringing this up today is this beautiful photo of the singer from Richmond, north of Richmond, 
hanging out with the police. Guys decked out in their police gear with their big old police uh, logo, you know, right on their armor and their clothing, hanging out right in front of that singer. And this, again, I want this, this needs to be, please, if you're listening to this, this stuff needs to be the nail in the coffin that gets rid of people like Midwestern Marks, people like Hawes. Get rid of, we cannot have these folks screwing up our potential socialist revolution in the next couple years. These people need to be removed from these circles. If you're someone that entertains them, if you happen to have a discord of your own out there, I recommend removing these people by force. If you are in a larger position to remove them by force to whatever your circle consists of, do so. These people, again, mean to join and undermine movements. That's specifically why they are joining the CPUSA, Communist Party of the United States of America. They're open admitted goal is to go in and effectively steal that party. Now, the idea of infiltrating a party is not a bad one. It's one that even Lenin argues for. But we're talking about people like Hawes or Midwestern Marx, these guys who are supporting police, the people who are uh, advocating all the same terrors that the Nazis promoted. These guys are going to commandeer parties and bring us communism. Any idiot, any really, any communist out there, any any so-called communist that's an idiot enough to believe that, I'm calling you what you are. If, if you are that person, if you really think that's going to happen, I'm sorry, you've been duped. They got you. You've been played. Not us, you, and only you. Well, you have a lot of friends, but... But you're on the inside looking out. You don't recognize that you are the thing that people are laughing about, the joke that's happening. Now, I, and again, I want to make that, I, I need to make that so obvious and so well said. I, I understand it's, quote, mean or maybe rude or, oh, Kyle, shouldn't you be nicer and couch your words? Shouldn't you worry about how people's delicate sensibilities are? And maybe Tommy's got a little boo-boo and he's... His thin's a little, his skin's a little too thin today, and he can't handle being told that, that he's a betrayer of communism because he supports people that support the police. But fuck you, Tommy. We don't have time. You are literally undermining the communist movement by backing the blue. And any of those people that are gullible enough to fall for this Midwestern Mark charade, I mean, are they, are they good enough? Are they good enough? to be our comrades? This is a question. Again, if, you, if you're out there and you're like, "Oh Kyle, maybe you're too salty, then I want you to ask yourself. If they're gullible enough for this, do you trust to be in a trench with them? Because when the next fashy person comes by with ideals that look communist but are not, and they leave you high and dry, or better yet, that person convinces them that they should hang you, call me when you're hanging from that tree, right? I'll come and cut you down. I know you won't be alive to do it, but I'll come cut you down. I'll give you a decent burial. But I might write on your tombstone, was gullible enough to side with people who defended fascists. Because let's remember, this is a slow chain, or this is a very very thin chain, but it's an important one. I've been calling this out since these past couple episodes. If you remember me talking about fine art revolution, I, I want you to hear this out because it's so, 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 so important. Did Eddie Midwestern Marx say homophobic or transphobic stuff? No. But as a Marxist, he did go so far as to put his reputation to defend a flaming, hateful, out-and-out, propaganda-creating transphobe, which means Eddie is 
a transphobe. How? His defense of someone who's spewing out that malice makes him a defender. You don't want to talk about trans people? Fine. Let's just make up a scenario. Okay. His friend is promoting extreme blood libel, Jews eat babies, space lasers. They control the whole market. Jewish people are the end times. We need to exterminate them. Okay. And then Midwestern Mark says, no, no, no. He's fine. I won't stop supporting this guy. I won't stop supporting the guy saying that until he does something non-Marxist. Well, great. Again, he did something non-Marxist. He used bourgeois intraclass divisionism, hysterical claims. He used those to weaponize and divide the working class to destroy Marxist movements, to separate us as the working class, to disunify us, right? So great, he is an anti-Marxist by that definition. And now you are sticking your reputation. You're defending this anti-Semite as we're, you know, in this example calling him. You are anti-Semitic. And this can go for any other group. This can go for ableism. This can go talking about misogyny. This can be uh, about black people, Asian people. You name it. You name it. Because the point is their tactic is the same. That's the point. They're using the same tactic. Now, fine art revolution. Let's talk about them. Kyle, did they say something bluntly, blatantly, vulgarly transphobic that time when Midwestern Marx was doing his thing? No. What did they do? They put themselves unnecessarily in the firing line of Midwestern Marx saying, no, 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 he would never do that. He's not that kind of guy. Okay, well, you weren't transphobic two seconds ago. I mean, you probably were in your heart of hearts, but okay, fine art, now you are transphobic. Why? Because instead of saying, oh, wow, I've not seen that behavior from him. Can I see some evidence? Yeah, here, look, here's the tweets, here's the stuff. Oh, wow, you're right. That is really weird. I... I'm probably going to unfollow him or I know him well enough. I'm going to have a conversation with him about this. Mm. Did we get that sort of response? No. Instead, we got. He's not that type of guy, which, again, has been used all throughout American history to justify pedophilia and all kinds of abuse. Right. He wouldn't beat his wife. He's not that kind of guy. He wouldn't rape children. He's not that kind of priest. He's just not that guy. He wouldn't do this. He's he doesn't. No, 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 no. He couldn't. I've known him for years which where did i get that one from i actually borrowed that because the person that came in to defend mid uh def- it's a long list here isn't it the person that came in to defend fine art revolution in the discord server i've known them for years they would never do anything transphobic well your friend is defending a dude who is spewing transphobia no kyle you are transphobic that, that, that's actually where that other person's thing ended out, that they were just like, no, no, you. <laughs> they were just, no, you. They know you us. That was, that was effectively the end of it. They said, uh, no, you're being transphobic. I got to make this clear. Someone that's doing that, that really silly, stupid, and waste of time chain, right? I'm going to defend for no reason. No, I'm going to defend for no reason. No, me. All of this is happening while people are being shot and killed, while children are starving to death. They're playing this game. Now, I could be called guilty of playing this game too and making this podcast, but here's the difference. I hope none of these people are listening to me. I hope none of them uh, ever have internet access again, if I'm being really honest with you, but that's a stretch too far. The thing is, I'm not saying this because I want to interact with them. I never, ever want to interact with these people, hopefully never IRL and hopefully never again online. But you are probably going to have that misfortune and you need to know. Right. These people are not going to change. You don't go from subtly or tacitly endorsing transphobes and 
you know, saying neo-Nazi phrases to just not doing that. The reason it doesn't happen like that is because it's not a light switch. It shouldn't be. I mean, if you can turn on and off your decency towards other humans, I don't want to be around you. Why? Unpredictable, unreliable, dangerous, eccentric, erratic, spontaneous, violent, volatile, explosive. These are words that I would put as synonyms next to, you know, this sort of definition. Like, why don't you want to? All of these reasons. Anyone that can go from being a fascist to a communist so quickly they can do it on a, uh, an immediate switch dial means they weren't locked into position anyway. They were not what they said they were. It's a big problem. I think I've said this so many times in the last couple episodes, but we are talking about people's lives. Uh, often to me, some people come back around and go, Kyle, this is the internet. It's just online. It's just online. It's just online. Again, I say to you, I am so sorry you were not born in the 1920s. I'm really sorry, but you weren't. And you need to adapt to the changing world that is here and now. Being born in the 1990s, my life is that. I was born in that middle ground, just like our, our people in the 80s. Born in this middle ground where we grew up without technology, but at an early age, it was given to us. And we were not born with it existing. So I have feet in both worlds, half and half, half my life with tech, half my life without. Online is real life. People need to stop deluding themselves into this statement. I think this is the biggest way to shoot yourself in the foot metaphorically. All these folks throughout our society on all different plateaus and planes, ed educated, uneducated, uh, communists, capitalists, all these people in our movement and abroad, all around, saying the internet's not real. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. I'm so sick and tired of listening to that phrase. We see day after day after day after day, people take things from online into the real world. Because guess what? The, online, the internet is the real world. The internet, this is a really, this is almost philosophical, but it's more, I guess, almost a metaphysical conversation or just a physical one. Just so you know, the internet exists in the real world. The internet exists in the real world. If you take away the real world that we, you know, acknowledge the grass, the trees, the snow, the air, the internet does not exist. And so people need to stop with this arbitrary, feel-good, bullshit excuse that what happens online stays online. What happens online is input from the real world. A real person has real thoughts. They take them to a computer, then they upload them. Every aspect of that is the real world, from the computer to the upload. That data exists physically, though stored digitally. It is real. The beliefs that people put into it are real. They may not fully believe them. They may be tailoring a malicious story to, to rile people up, right? They may know they're selling you a lie to make you angry, but those are real actions and an attempt to elicit real emotions out of you. They're not trying to elicit internet emotions out of you. By the way, yeah, for anyone looking to cause change online, like, or just in general, do these do people think that like marketers sit around? They're like, well, 
we're going to spend and spend and collect hundreds of thousands of dollars marketing online. We know it's not going to result in real sales because, you know, the Internet's just the Internet. So we're never going to advertise. That, that's why, by the way, folks, the Internet is notoriously has zero ads on it. That's why you've never had a pop-up video on the internet because there's really no advantage to marketing to people online. It, it's just, it's just not, you know, when you market to them online, oh, they just can never be real people and they're never going to be real and they'll never buy our product and they'll never, 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 not. What? What, what, what fantasy world do these people live in consistently? Look at the incel movement. We have these people, these young men, who were all damaged about how they couldn't find love. They met up in all these circles, started saying it's all women's fault. They started writing manifestos. Then they took those guns into the real world and killed a bunch of people on college campuses. That's real. That's real. That is real. Those are real deaths killed by real people hanging out in real online spaces, having real conversations, sharing real emotions. Folks, the internet is real. If you don't believe it, you're not a materialist. I'm sorry to say, I just, I don't know how to argue that. Oh, you tell me next at the air, like air is not real. Oxygen's just a myth. The wind isn't here. The water isn't real. It's all digital. It's all fake. Stop it. Get a hold of yourself. <laughs> I am just so annoyed in this day and age of us having to explain this, the reality of the world. Again, to my listeners out there, when I use the word you, I hope you know from the bottom of my heart, I'm not insulting you. Unless you are this person. <laughs> Unless you are that person that's about to tell me, well, Kyle, the internet isn't real. Uh, nothing from it has ever been materialized. No, none of it correlates to the real world. It's all upside down bizarro land. Well, if that's your stake, then yes, I am talking to you. But what I want to make clear, though, again, coming back from that tangent, which is the tangent we need to have, is all of this is real. Excuses need to stop. People organizing online, that is their precept to, to organizing in person. That is to say, it is easier to explore concepts online. It is easier to walk into a communist circle on the internet, walk being the keyword here, right? You're not actually physically walking. You're typing it into a bar and you're going. So it's easier to join a communist circle online than it is in person. So what is your job as a communist online? Get people active in parties. That's why our Discord server exists. We are here to educate people on theory so that when they join these parties, that when they approach these groups, they are educated, that they can understand when they're being sold a false bill of goods. Is it because Kyle's up there like a, a priest, a cult leader, telling people what to think? It's because we read Marx, Engels, and Lenin every week without exception. Every week without exception. Every week without exception. Actually, here's the fun thing. We don't limit it to just those three. In fact, the last two weeks of book club, we did a great read by Leslie Feinberg. Only six sections of it, mind you. Uh, parts one through six of Lavender and Red. This is really important. You might remember five, 10, 20 minutes ago, I told you that Haas and them used this term ahistorical to claim that gay people have existed uh, in the past is ahistorical to, to, to say that we're trying to divide the working class movement by saying people should hate gays. It's ahistorical. The working class is always unified against hating LGBT people. And, and that's why communists need to shut up today. They need to be quiet because no working class man's going to organize with them. That is what they say. 
pretty much verbatim. Like I nailed that almost to an exact 100%. I'd give myself a 99% on that being fair. That was, I've heard it so many times from so many sources. It's, it's identical. They saw, and I, by the way, scary enough, I've heard this from Kazakhstan communists. I've seen this from Russian communists. This idea, this conservative falsehood is not unique and exclusive to the United States. It is a real problem all around the globe. And it is a problem that can be addressed. It is an anti-intellectual issue. It is to say these are people who have not read enough. And they haven't read enough works that give an honest look at LGBT history within the socialist movement. Leslie Feinberg's Lavender and Red does a good job of highlighting just some of those occasions. Talking about how there were labor leaders, people that were presidents of socialist parties dating back to the 1800s. So to say that this is some spontaneous LGBT whatever conspiracy, that is the hysterical neo-fascist sort of thing. That hysteria of buying into the, the illusion that it's new, that is the short-sightedness. That is them not having enough depth of history. But also, it's their, it's their lack of understanding. It's that lack of depth. But it's also coupled with them being raised probably a little bit conservative, probably already have the inclination not to like gay people. Because I think when you get to this fork in the road, there, there's, there's a couple probably variants of people, right? There's people who are looking to exonerate. And so they're like, oh, I'm in favor of you. I'm going to look at this source and I'm going to find the best. I'm going to try and, you know, dig into the history and, and prove, look, LGBT people have always existed. Then there's going to be the opposites who are like, well, I don't already like LGBT people. So here I'm going to argue, you know, you haven't existed. I don't have any sources for this. I do have some fashy sources, but you probably don't want those because I'm supposed to be a communist. And then there's people in the middle who, who are um, kind of pulled either way. They don't really know what to think yet. They don't maybe have an opinion. And again, that's why I want to say this is so dangerous is we've got people like Hawes scaring good trans comrades, good gay comrades, et cetera, et cetera, away from the group while at the same time further radicalizing the people within their cliques to be more right wing. At some point, Hawes uh, will probably find that his garb, his personality, his persona, his aesthetic just meshes better with fascists. I would already claim it does. It's this very, it's all about the strong man. He's dressing up like he's some ruler. I don't know if he thinks he's like Genghis Khan reincarnate or something like that, but he's really playing at that idea. He is the conqueror. He is this strong man. And I honestly will tell you, as speaking as a gay man, I can see why his audience likes him. They are, and I'm not 100% right on this, but I'm gonna, I, I put quite a few of my betting chips on this, that a lot of them are bisexual or gay men themselves in his audience. They are probably young. Um, I would guess a lot of his audience is probably that 17 to 24 window. Maybe, pro probably that. I could see it dipping as low as 15, but I'm gonna hope with the way he dresses and things he talks about, I'm gonna hope they're 17 and older. But I think that they're just probably a lot of closeted gay or bi men who are sort of jerking off either physically or metaphorically to Haas. Um, and I mean that in two ways, because one, he is literally sitting there shirtless, chest pumping, swords on his wall, wearing like gladiator type gear. You know, he's done streams wearing gladiator garb before, right? Gladiators being, a, a you know, having their own dalliances with homosexuality, right? Quite famously. And you know, you're just bringing this into the forefront. You're, you're bringing this forward. Your audience, his audience, very obsessed with which men are strong and weak. Uh, 
again, that's the stuff. Do I need to explain this? To me, this sounds like a guy, a lot of guys who are really eager to get on their knees and physically please Hawes, fellatio. Some of them don't know that yet, and they'll get there someday. But in the meantime, for them, they're giving verbal fellatio. They are sitting there praising. They are the attack dogs. You know, oh, someone doesn't like Hawes. I'm going to go call them a slur, 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 slur. Right? So at the end of this hour, I hope this has been an entertaining chat. It's certainly been cathartic to me. To summarize, we got Haas and them who are misleading folks. We've got Midwestern Marks misleading folks. Both of them are in love with the singer. Both of them think this guy is going to be their salvation or something. I hope they don't. I was going to say, I hope they don't actually think that, but it doesn't really matter what they think if I'm being real with you. <laughs> it doesn't matter what they think because they are by definitions, but by the definition they put themselves in, they're just actors. Their opinions don't really matter because they are, they are actors for hire, sort of like mercenary actors. Like they, they don't have real opinions or thoughts. They sell them out all the time, every day. That is their job is to sell out their opinions. What I do on these podcasts is the firm opposite. I don't care if you like me. In fact, screw off if you don't. It makes no bearing on me. I don't make money off of this. I don't do this for you. I do this as a chance for people to gather and unify and become slightly more intelligent. I do these podcasts so that if I get wiped off the face of the earth, at least I've codified a little bit of my guidance that please don't be an idiot and listen to these charlatans because that's what you are. I mean, I get it. Some people, we do get duped genuinely. Some people do get duped genuinely. Other people know better and they're just eager for validation, community, somewhere to be. And that's all their internalized weakness projected outwards, meaning maybe they really did have a terrible childhood, but instead of sorting it out, instead of working on themselves, they attack other people. And I'll just tell you, the world is filled with those type of folks. And I'll say it, <laughs> hitting 32 years old, I don't shed any tears for that because I don't think I came from greatness. I think I had a lot of struggles along the way but every chance I had to weaponize my hatred towards other people, instead, I always saw the best in what we could make out of this world. And that comes not from bullying, belittling, and harassing others, but instead from seeing our commonality. And with a big old fucking butcher's axe hatchet, cutting off the malignant necrotic rot that we cannot be a happy whole person while we have elements like this. You cannot reform this. You cannot appease it. You can't tell it that gay people deserve equal rights and it will go away. No, that's, that's the liberal approach to combating fascism. And you, dear listener, are not a liberal. You know what it takes. Hack off the decaying limb. It's time to lose the dead weight. You all be very safe out there. Thank you for listening. Please take these words and be, be a better communist with them. I didn't give you all the answers today. I don't know all the answers. I gave you my insight as I saw it. And I spent a lot of time trying to drag these points out to make them visible. So again, if anyone out there, I'm sorry. Sometimes I get annoyed at myself hearing me pull out these messages and like, haven't you beat that dead horse enough, Kyle? Clearly, no. Clearly, no. <laughs> Looking at the internet, clearly, no. That... There are people who are currently trying to string that dead horse up and make it into a marionette.
right? That thing is rotting apart at the seams and they're dragging it up on stage. Here we go. Ventriloquist act. Is it Midwestern Marks or Hawes? Who's it today? Or is it going to be you, dear listener? Will you be up there with them? Oh, go ahead. Put your, put your hands in the old decaying horse head. Sure. Move it like Big Bird. You have fun with that. I'm going to be over here organizing a real socialist movement thanks to the works of Marx and Engels and Lenin. We're actually going to be reading that. So a reminder, go check out Leslie Feinberg's uh, Lavender and Red. It is a very overview sort of thing. It's a lot of articles, but we only read the first six because Socialism for All did those in audio form. So you want to go check those out. It's a very nice, very small, uh, what we've done again, very small look at the LGBT history of the communist and socialist movement goes further into detail, talks about the Russian revolution, talks about Germany, talks about the rise of fascism, talks about all this stuff. It was written the whole way back in 2004. So this work is a little older. Uh, I believe Leslie Feinberg has already passed away. I could be wrong on that. I think that is correct a few years ago, maybe even in 2011, that's now coming to mind, but very very unfortunate to lose a, um, a good revolutionary speaker and leader. And I don't, I can't speak to all their work throughout. I don't know, uh, you know, what, what it's going to say in article 110, but for the first six, those were, were pretty satisfying reads and you can go deeper in all those topics. Remember October is going to be great October revolution month where we're celebrating with Lenin state and revolution, reading that each week, we encourage you to join Remember, we're not communists without theory. There's a good quote Lenin's passed around. What is it? Let's see if I can get it. Without revolutionary theory, there can be no revolutionary movement. Take that to heart, comrades. We are not communists until we are reading regularly. It's a mandatory, not optional part of us being dedicated uh, folks of the communist movement, being dedicated members, participants, or educators. We must constantly be absorbing that information, applying it to the present, and helping to guide people. That is why we learn theory, is to help guide the movement now. Learn from past mistakes, learn from past successes, then bring that into the present. Comrades, be good. I will see you next week or beyond. You know where you can find me over on Discord or over on Instagram. That's where I'm the most active, Kyle Communist. And kylecommunist.com is where you can find it all. So stay safe. Bye-bye.